Hello, one, two, three, four. Hello. Okay, we got a signal. Welcome to the Ryan Report for January 11th, Thursday, 2024. Cats, okay. I got cats coming out of my ears these days. They're taking over the backyard. They're like a bunch of cats. What is it? with cats so I decided to write about it it's called cats in ancient Egypt cats were gods yeah they worshipped them at least according to their public art and stuff here's a statue of a cat goddess Bastat she was the daughter of Ra and Isis, two major league Egyptian deities. There's a cat on this royal sarcophagus. Bas relief chiseled into stone. What's that about? The sarcophagus of Prince Tutmos, eldest son of Pharaoh Amenhotep III and Queen Taibi. And cats were not only worshipped, but when they died, they were embalmed, given their own coffin, and buried in a cat cemetery. There was definitely something going on with cats back there in the old B.C. days of ancient Egypt. Maybe it was their ability to catch mice that vaulted them into such a high station. Protecting the royal granaries was certainly a priority and a sacred job, I can imagine. Essential for the well-being of the city. Maybe it was their precocious look and their ESP abilities. Cats seem on the verge of speaking human language sometimes and still can revert back to the ancient ESP language of all things, that so far has escaped us, the humans. Unless you can get in touch with your own inner ESP, much of cat language will be lost to you. That's what I've discovered. Right now, there are three cats back there. Maybe four, including the black one that just started showing up, sneaking in at night and then disappearing into the dark. He has no name because he's not part of the tribe. The tribe consists of Bob, the big furry calico who showed up a year ago. Betos, who I brought home from the shelter to befriend Kaibo, who lost her playmate in a traffic accident only to discover that he hated Kaibo. Hey, how do I know? Even after Kaibo beat on him a couple of times, jumped him and paw slapped him, he still didn't like her. And Kaibo, the patron saint of the tribe, the matriarch, the matron, she who holds forth from the inside going outside and patrol when necessary to survey the grounds and inspect the various forms of life there. 
She is compassionate to the raccoons, the possum, and the resident cats, but attacks and eats the doves who flutter down from their roost in the hackberry trees to drink and eat cat food. Anoles, same deal, the little green lizards that live around here. I haven't been able to reason with her. She's a cat. And Whitetail, the newest cat to move in and start eating at the table like she was one of the gang. Whitetail is why I'm writing this post. She's going to the vet, so there won't be any outbreaks of kittens around here. Old Bastet from ancient Egypt was also the god of fertility. Cats can have babies at four months. They can have up to eight kittens in a litter and can give birth three times a year. Yep. And that's what I learned from the San Antonio Feral Cat Coalition. They lent me the trap and informed me of where I could take the semi-feral cat to get it fixed. I'll fix it. But why do they keep showing up here? The San Antonio Feral Cat Coalition has a Trap, Neuter, and Return Program, TNR. It's their attempt to control the burgeoning cat population in this city. The idea is if you return a fixed cat to where you got it, then not only will it be unable to reproduce, but it will claim a territory and prevent other cats from moving in. Well, that obviously doesn't work. If they're marking this territory, it's only to say, Hi, welcome, join our tribe. Plenty of meow mix for everyone around here. I learned about the SAFCC, San Antonio Federal Cat Coalition, in Brackenridge Park from a guy who was feeding the feral cats who lived there. People dump them off. Pets they don't want, apparently. Just drop them in the park and take off. Now there's a whole colony of them there. And these guys TNR them, feed them. And build little shelters for them. It's a mystery where these cats come from, the ones in my backyard and why they choose my place to hang out. Well, except for little Kaibo, I brought her here after I discovered her sitting in the middle of the street, in the middle of the night, all alone. She was a tiny little kitten, almost run over by a passing car. I couldn't believe it. What was I supposed to do? I had never had a cat before, only a dog, but I knew I was supposed to get her fixed, right? Responsible cat owner. Traumatic for the cat, but otherwise, you know, I have seen people living in a house with dozens of cats camped out in the yard. No birth control.
And so I made the appointments. And the morning of, when I was supposed to take her in, I noticed that she was acting weird. And I thought, well, maybe she intuits that I'm going to take her to the vet. And she's stressed out. Hmm. Okay, so I postponed the appointment. (laughs) And then I noticed a strange little sound coming from under the covers of my bed. And upon lifting the blankets, discovered a tiny kitten. Kaibo had given birth during the night in my bed to one small, blind little kitten. I was thrilled, actually, not having had any kids myself. I felt like a first-time parent, sort of. And Kaibo was a beautiful mother, nurturing and loving her little baby. For some reason, however, the kitten died just a few days later. It was so sad, painful. That's when I went out and got another kitten, a surrogate baby, Tita, the black and white. And those two became buddies, licking each other and hanging out. Then Tita got killed by a car, super sad. Oh my God. And Kaibo was all alone again. Hmm, what to do? I went to the shelter to look for a playmate for Kaibo. The shelter is weird. All the attractive pets, cute puppies and playful kittens, are like $150, $200 to adopt. Like, what? Then there was this one cat, all alone, looking sad, sitting in his enclosure, not playing with his toys or anything. Had a bad eye and was missing a tooth, and I was told that it had been dropped off because the lady couldn't deal with it. Hmm. I continued walking around the shelter, looking at all the animals for adoption, looking for someone who would be a good companion for Kaibo but I couldn't get that cat out of my mind. It looked so miserable. I ended up adopting it for like $30 or something and bringing it home. I named him Betos after the Texas politician from El Paso, who has no chance of getting elected in this red state, but (laughs) keeps hopefully trying anyways. And I soon learned why the lady couldn't deal with this cat. It was friendly enough, loved being stroked and held, but wanted nothing to do with Kaibo. Couldn't grok the idea of kitty litter. Kept pooing in the most inauspicious places. Like on top of books and in boxes and on rugs. Oh, God. He would also freak out while preening himself and go into an epileptic seizure of some sort, tear his fur out and pee uncontrollably everywhere. I kicked him out of the house. I don't think he'd ever been outside before. 
He was amazed at all the new wonderful things to see and smell. He would sit in one spot and gaze for hours at the world with few cares and no anxiety. I have to admire that. Kind of godlike, in fact. <laughs> okay. And Kaibo does that too. I wrote a whole chapter of my book trying to imitate Kaibo's meditative repose, just sitting quietly on the back porch and listening to whatever is happening, being receptive to what nature was telling me. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of godlike in a cat kind of a way too, I guess. So, little White Tail, who is going to the vet soon, and Bob, the fluffy one, who lives under the house and can survive the winter somehow down there, and Kaibo and Betos, the ominous black one skittering around the edge of the light zone where the meow mix resides, are all some sort of uh, something. Not sure what. Not sure why. Whitetail showed up the other day with a collar hanging loosely around her neck. What? She didn't have that before. <laughs> then she ditched it. Figured it wasn't necessary, I guess. She has no collar again. Kaibo can speak in English words sometimes. I've heard her. Once she came in the door, when I opened it for her, and she said, Tango, in her meowy voice. I was startled. And then one time she was hanging around me, meowing and wanting pets, and I was trying to meditate. So I told her, just, I'm trying to meditate now. She said, okay. Again, in her meowy voice, but perfectly distinct, and left me alone. I don't know what to think about that. I can't believe she speaks English, but I heard her saying stuff. Okay, so that's my story about cats. They are mysterious. And they have their own feline agendas, not always apparent to us humans. Worse things could happen to me than getting invaded by cats, and probably will. I'm just a simple human with my own agenda, trying to stay warm and fed. Trying to stay out of the confusion and complications of modern life. And maybe that's what the Egyptians liked about cats. Their aloofness. Their ability to adapt and accept whatever circumstances may arrive. They do meow a lot, but I don't know. Maybe that's complaining or just letting you know, hey, I'm a cat. I'm here. <laughs> 